0: So tonight I have the privilege of getting to preach uh, to our confirmands before their first communion. My daughter, uh, part of that, who's talking right now, I'm not listening to this sermon, but that's okay. (laughs) She's going to hate me for that. I'm totally messing with her. No, it's a real privilege, all you guys, all you 8th graders that I know and care for and love, I get to preach tonight, and I want my message to be to the point. I want to communicate to you guys, to all of us, to reiterate how important the gift of communion is to us. Because everything that our Lord is, is wrapped up in this meal. This earthly, this tangible, this normal kind of thing, this meal that we have, we find the savior of this earth in that meal. Heaven come to earth. We see how much God loves us. That is all contained and remembered and celebrated in this meal. and. This whole Lent, our church, we've been preaching through this series about my messy life, and I really think we've done a good job of embracing the gospel that I just said, the direction of our Lord's Prayer that heaven come to earth, thy will be done. And I think we've done a good job seeking to acknowledge, to be aware of the mess that's in the world and often in our lives. And whether... Your mess is worse than mine or mine worse than yours. It's our mess. And guess what? It's God's mess as well. He comes to be with us. He's the one who knows how to clean that mess up, to heal us and to love us. And so to you guys going into high school, that was hard for me. My eighth grade year was a rough year. You guys have been blessed. I know you've had a good year. But as you know, you get into high school and life transitions, it might be a mess, no matter how messy it gets, I want you to remember, it's your mess, it's God's mess. He's there with you in it always. And it's never something we've been preaching. It's never something to be ashamed of or afraid of. It's just something to be aware of. We'll all face a mess. a mess, <laughs> And the question is, will you be looking for blessing, even as you're messing it up? Because, and here's the theme for tonight, I think you guys can remember the theme of this sermon. The best mess is a blessed mess. And if I can put uh, the whole series that we've been preaching into one line, into one point, I think it's kind of this. Best mess is a blessed mess. And you guys, people of faith, this is how we live. We ask God to bless the mess, to bring blessing even in the midst of the mess, not just to take it away, not just to ignore it, Not to be ashamed of it or afraid of it, but aware of it and aware of our need for God in the middle of it. He's the only one that really knows how to clean up our messes. So in the first meal of communion, I think Jesus showed his disciples how to celebrate life, celebrate all the good things you have, all the good things God has done for you, even when it's messy, because that was a messy meal. And I'll tell you why in a second. Let's look at that right now. Let's briefly look at how Jesus blesses the mess of Maundy Thursday. We come back to the scripture. So before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of the world to the Father, his death is on the horizon. He has that ahead of him. And yet, it says, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper to wash the disciples' feet. So as we talk about the gospel, this direction, heaven coming to earth, we start and you guys have been learning and you have recognized Where God, where it all starts, from a place of pure power and creation and a power that comes down to us in love and reaches, it goes to the utter reaches. He loves them to the end, gives everything he has. And that comes from who he is, knowing that the Father had given all things to him. He has power to do what is right, and that is to come to us, to make us new, to make the whole world new. So with that power, what does he do? He gets down his knees, and he lays aside his robe, and he ties a towel around his waist. It's really, if you think about the image of our Lord on the cross, he takes his, robes are taken from him, it's probably just barely covered, and he begins to wash his disciples' feet. But this is a messy thing. Uh, In that culture, there's no uh, foot spray. There's no extra deodorant. I'm sure you guys, there's no ax. There's no nothing. I'm glad there was no ax, actually. That's good. Messy, stinky feet. Peter, it's too messy for him. He does not want Jesus. He knows Jesus is the Lord. He doesn't want Jesus to be humbled. He doesn't want Jesus to just give his power away and act like a lowly servant. And Peter, too, he doesn't, He wants to stand tall on his own. He's too ashamed to let Jesus actually deal with the mess that's on his feet. And more often than not, you guys, that's you and me, all right? We don't want God to bless our mess often. We want God to bless however we want to deal with the mess. We want to wash our own feet. We want to be able to take care of ourselves. But I ask you guys, Confermans especially, As you guys go on on in life, do you really want to stand tall all on your own? Do you uh, want to be the ones that come up with all the best plans for your life all on your own? And when you mess up, you're going to hide it and keep it all on your own to yourself? Life can never be that way. The best mess is a blessed mess, something that we share in together. And so Jesus, before he gives the bread and the wine, the body and blood to his disciples, he blesses that meal gives thanks to the Father, and even in that moment, he's celebrating life. Celebrating life. He had a friend who had been with him for three years, and that friend's sitting there at the table, not even paying attention, thinking about how he's gonna betray Jesus. He had another friend that's pretty pumped up and wants to stand tall, Lord, I will follow you anywhere, even unto death. I can do it. But he's gonna deny Jesus' cross. All those things, think about it, guys, in our Lord's head, he, all those things swirling around. Sorrow and love flow mingled down. But love wins out. And Jesus, I didn't have this one up there. Jesus says, there it says, having loved his own who are in the world, in the mess, right now he loves them to the end. And you guys have learned that at the cross, we have a God who blesses our messes by sharing in them and by giving value to our mess. Even our messes, it's our mess and he shares it with us. And if you guys know that truly death is not the enemy anymore, that he has been defeated and that we're all gonna be living together in a world to come, no matter as you guys grow up, more questions will come, more doubts might come and fears might come and friends might hurt you and betray you and you might be broken down and people will gossip in high school and it will be hard. Will you ask God to bless you? That mess that's it that's my message for you guys ask him to bless the mess and I hope you guys are here as often as you can as we gather together we remember in this meal there's no better place to be reminded of God with us in the middle of a mess a messy meal we see heaven come to earth we see God with us so I'm excited to share this night with you guys and I encourage all of you guys to think of that question, are we asking God to bless us even when we're in the mess? And that, that will be the best thing, to be following our Lord, not afraid of all those messes that are going to come, but able to celebrate life even when it's messy. So we get to celebrate tonight at the table of the Lord. Hallelujah to that. Amen. Please rise. Let me pray for you guys. That God's peace, the peace that surpasses our perfect understanding, may his peace guard your hearts and guard your minds through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let all of God's children say. Confirmations one more time. Give me a loud one, baby. Amen.